Since the sandbox is back and we're talking some more football, it's going to get fun. It's going to get a little heated today because I'm going to talk some smack about lose Colts. We're here for the NFL worst trades of all time. We're just going to jump in with three of them. And Lou, I'm going to have to break your heart with the first one. And I'm going to go way back to the Trent Richardson trade and giving up a first round pick for him. I mean, I know the type of a year that Trent Richardson did have before they traded for him. But the year that they did, if they got that same Trent Richardson, definitely would have panned out. But giving up a first-round pick for him, that was tough, Lou. What says you on that? Oh, I'm sorry. That's on my list. Like, that, that's on my list. Ryan Grigson is absolutely, and when I say this, this is zero exaggeration. He is the worst general manager in the history of football. It's not even close, dude. Every first he traded was a bust. And every draft pick he drafted, besides Luck, was a bust. Like, not one person is still on the team that he drafted. Not one. How Lou, is that possible? Lou, I feel your pain because my Giants went through it with Jerry Reese. We haven't kept a, a draft pick around since I, I can't even tell you when. I mean, let, let's go back to some of our top first-round picks that, that are no longer on the team. David Wilson, running back, he had a neck injury. Odell's gone. I mean, clearly we, we still have Saquon, but Landon Collins is no longer around. Eric Flowers, Eli Apple. I mean, it, it's really tough when you bank on the draft to kind of mold and shape your team, and you just consistently fail at that. And the Colts have definitely bounced back from that, and they're on the up and up, Lou, and you have high expectations for them this year. But let's hear another one of your uh, worst trades of all time. Uh, yeah, so I think this might be the worst one ever as far as like draft trades, trading <laughs> when the Chargers traded two first round picks, a second, oh, it wasn't two first round picks. They swapped firsts, uh, a second for a third. Then they traded another first round pick the next season, a second round pick and two players for Ryan Leaf. <laughs> that is, that's crazy. Like that's insane. And they tried to get the Colts to do that trade at first because they wanted Leaf. How crazy is that? Yeah. That is like, I can't even believe that. He is maybe the biggest bust of a number two ever. And the fact that they gave up that much for him blows my mind, dude. Swapping a first, another first, a second, and two players, they really must have thought he was legitimate Christ. Yeah, that's why the draft is so crucial. Because, I mean, if you can consistently hit on draft picks year in and year out, or at least, you know, the top talent draft picks, I mean, that immediately gives you guys that are immediate factors. We're talking about top talents in college playing in the best conferences all around the country that can come in and, like I said, can absolutely change a team. We've seen it year in and year out in many different guys. But, Kev, let's hear a trade that, that you have that you think is one of the worst of all time. All right, so for my first one, I'm going to keep it pretty recent. And this is a trade we obviously haven't seen play out yet, but I think the recent trade with the Texans shipping out DeAndre Hopkins is is pretty bad, honestly. And I think the Texans are one of those teams that are always kind of right there. You know what I mean? Top of the AFC. Never could really get over that hump and make a serious, serious run. But I think they're one of those teams that if they had kept the duo of Watson and Hopkins together, they might have down the line been able to maybe, you know, do something. But I just think, you know, Getting a guy like David Johnson, not that David Johnson's bad, but me personally, I tend to think his best days are behind him. And trading a guy like Hopkins for a guy like that and what was it, like a second round pick? I mean, it's not I just I just feel like it's not enough to be getting back for a guy like that. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's 
a solidified top three, top five receiver in the league. And obviously him and Watson play good together. They have that chemistry. And I just think a trade like this, I really don't see it working out for the Texans. Honestly, I really don't see it happening. Kev, I feel you for putting this trade in here because I, I think I think it's obvious we all thought it was blasphemy, the value given in that trade. And you are right. Dave, we have no idea what David Johnson is. He was great at one period of time, but we all know how, how the running back position is valued, especially with, with that contract number that you have to take um, with the trade. Absolutely astonishing. And, and I really thought that D-Hop and Deshaun were a pair, a wide receiver quarterback pair that was going to be together for a long time. But this is something that we certainly will tell um, in, in the coming weeks of the NFL season, how the Texans start off in the next couple of years. I mean, if Deshaun Watson doesn't stay around in Houston, I would definitely say that the loss of DeAndre Hopkins w- would have a lot to do with that. But I'm going to come in with another trade. And this one is still pretty recent, but but we're going back a couple of years. And it has to be from the Bears. And it's not the Khalil Mack trade, but it's the trade from Mitch Trubisky. In this draft, they traded a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and fourth-round picks to move up one spot for Mitchell Trubisky. And look at how that's worked out. Clearly, the, the 49ers didn't get their guy either in, in, Sol, in Solomon Thomas because he hasn't performed well as well as Mitchell Trubisky. But, I mean, still, the value there to go up one slot for a guy that would have been there if you just stood put didn't really make sense to me. And now you see the Bears trying to trade for a guy like Nick Foles. We're in the quarterback market with Cam Newton and Andy Dalton um, before that. So it just doesn't really make sense to me. I think the Bears need to figure out what they want to do because I don't think that they know yet. And I think it's really going to deteriorate a great defense that they've built there in Chicago. But what do you guys think about that trade? Absolutely awful. Who trades for a quarterback from North Carolina? A. (laughs) And B, out of everyone that year, he had the least starts, the least experience, and like literally the worst grade out of all of them. It was like he's six, whatever he is, and, and has a good physical attributes and can move. Like that was the qualification for him and the justification for that trade. Um, that makes – actually, that is still not worse than the Ryan Leaf trade, I don't think, because I think Trubisky is better than Ryan Leaf. I'm sorry, Ryan Leaf, you will never hear this, but <laughs> it's really sad. Uh, but, no, that's absolutely awful, like absolutely terrible. And I don't even want to think about it because if that was my team, I'd probably throw up. No, fair enough, and I got to say sorry to my guy, Holman, because I know he's a big Bears guy and has faith in Trubisky, um, but I personally think that going into the year, unless Mitch has improved drastically, that, that Foles has the experience that can kind of get Allen Robinson, if they develop a good relationship, um, to a consistent level, and he's already a receiver that, that can catch for over 1,000 yards year in and year out, so now it's just a matter of getting the running game with David Montgomery, um, and, and some improved tight end play. Hopefully, Jimmy Graham can bring that to them. But, Lou, do you have a, a, another trade that you want to mention? This trade was so bad, but it wasn't at first. I thought it, I thought it was a solid trade at first because it was a forced situation. It's A-B to the Raiders. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How do you lose all the money you were going to pay him in the first season, essentially, and lose the Pro Bowl wide receiver within, like, a month and a half? It, it Guaranteed, he is a head case in easily my least favorite athlete today and he just retired recently thank god don't want to hear from him anymore he'll probably be back but that is terrible dude 
like I know like when we talk about bad trades, it's usually just how players don't pan out or they're terrible for a team. This dude didn't even play. And he caused a crazy headache. He made it seem like the Raiders were so against him. And they didn't even want him there. After they paid him. Like, what? You know what? what? Crazy, too, is like, before that whole trade happened, everyone was like, dude, I can't see AB in a different uniform than Pittsburgh. I can't see Le'Veon in a different uniform. When Le'Veon went to the Jets and AB finally got this move that, that he was going to go to the Raiders, Everyone was like, oh, the Raiders can be a threat. They drafted Josh Jacobs. We saw what Derek Carr was with Michael Crabtree. And this was the last direction that I thought Antonio Brown's career was going to go because he was on pace. I mean, to be a Hall of Fame receiver, I'm sure that there will definitely be some people out there that would still hold the debate that he still can be one. But I think he's, he's seriously deteriorating that argument. And it's so hard because he did get paid. It's just... All this commotion and all this extra attention that he needs. I mean, I, I feel like since the Vontez Perfect hit, we haven't seen the, the same Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, no, no. He's an all-time Steven. When I, this is an exaggeration. Loser. Absolute loser, dude. All I'm going to say is if they kept T.O. out of the damn Hall of Fame for that long, for that long, dude, and this dude gets in on a first ballot, Steve, I will personally ban the Hall of Fame. I will go to Canton, and I will pick it outside. There is no way, dude, you can find me a bigger loser with that much talent. He might be, Steve, the most talented idiot on the planet. Like, I've, he's, in, he's on, like, Kanye level for me, dude. I've never seen someone do such stupid stuff. Like, think of this, dude. He could have been on the Pats last year, solved all their remedies, and the Patriots could have seven Super Bowls, and he could have got one. Think about that. All he had to do, Steve, was shut up. Did he win a, a Super Bowl for a week? No, I don't believe he has a ring. I thought Heinz Ward was the one when he was there. I mean, when uh, they won. No, I, I think I know. I think he might have been a young receiver at that time. I could I could be wrong too, but we'll have to go back and look that up. But either way, that's like giving Garoppolo a ring. That no, doesn't count. Fair enough, because because I remember. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders got moved because Antonio Brown was a young receiver then. But like I, like I said, we'll just have to see later on. But Kev, do you, uh, Lou, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? No, I, I confirmed it. He did not win a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Kev, do you want to hop in with one of your worst trades of all time? Of course. And this is, uh, this is a trade involving my team. And that's, uh, that's when the Raiders shipped Randy Moss to, to New England, baby. The cold weather capital of the world. Can I love it. But no, seriously, I mean, I think that was, I'm not going to say, the thing is, like, Moss was, I feel like, never really got comfortable in Oakland, so I, I can't really say I fault them for going a different route, but I think trading him for, you know, one fourth round pick just isn't enough. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's a solidified, one of the best receivers we've ever seen, so... To trade a guy like that for such a little cost, especially where you're trading him to a team that has Tom Brady, that has Bill Belichick, that has Robert Kraft, you know what I mean? You're putting a guy with a system like that, and it's like Moss came here that year and caught, what was it, like 1,500 yards or something like that. I think he had like over 20 touchdowns or something. Obviously, we know they went 16-0 and and lost the Super Bowl to a horrible Giants team, but that's a story for another time. But I think, yeah, I think the Raiders trading Moss to New England for – Literally one fourth round pick is, I think that's just blasphemy. I mean, this is a guy that you should be trading for like at least, you know, two, three, four picks, maybe two picks in like a 
a, a good player or something like that. But to trade him, I mean, I know it was at the kind of tail end of his career, but still, I mean, like I said, we're talking about one of the best receivers of all time, and you're trading him to a team with the best quarterback of all time. It's like you got to get something back for him more than just a fourth-round pick. The thing, the thing when we talk about the worst trades of all time is there's, just, there's still a team that's severely benefiting from it. And look at what the Patriots did. I mean – Clearly, the goal and intention was to win a Super Bowl there, but uh, <laughs> the Giants had to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, let's go back. Let's go back to 2010. I mean, I think I think we're all in eighth grade in 2010. We're probably sitting at Central Catholic cafeteria tables talking about the most recent sports, and this is when Philly was building that super team. You know, so we're going 2010 and. I have to say that that this trade has to be one of, one of the worst that I've seen, and it was a second round pick in Dominique Rogers Cremati for Kevin Cobb. Let's just repeat that one more time: a second round pick in Dominique Rogers Cremati for Kevin Cobb. Anyone remember who Kevin Cobb is? I don't think he has more than sixteen, eighteen total starts. We know that fiasco that was going down in Arizona um, when when they couldn't have a healthy quarterback before. I'm pretty sure that this was right before the Carson Palmer and Bruce Arians Arizona Cardinals run, but this was this was all part of the Nam Diasamwa DRC and Michael Vick coming back to the Eagles. So this is what I mean. What, what I'm saying when one team, one side of the trade could be so lopsided and the other can be so way off. Yeah, no, I do remember that when everyone thought Philly was going to be great, that was horrible. What was that, Chip Kelly? Yeah, it was the Chip Kelly. Oh, my God, dude. That guy can't even get UCLA to get good prospects anymore. Please, with that dude in the Eagles. And it's funny because I didn't mind the Eagles until they won a Super Bowl, and you just can't stop hearing from them. You can't. It's crazy. No, you really can. And, Lou, it might have even been the end of the Andy Reid era and the beginning transition into the Chip Kelly era. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, but see, t- speaking of this, my last one, but of trades that work out for another team and ended up horrible for another. And this trade, I cannot express to you at the time, I thought was absolute hogwash, like complete swill. It was the Redskins trading up three firsts in a second for a triathlete, a, tr- a track star in Robert Griffin third. That is so bad. Like he, he was literally better at running than he was at throwing the football. Like how, and he had constant injuries, and they gave three picks, which eventually led to the Rams becoming good and like being good in the future. I know it took time to, to develop. But three firsts and a second, and we got New Hopkins going for a second, period? It's, it's horrible. It's, it's top five Redskins move in Redskins history or in the Washington football team history. Awful, garbage, can't say enough bad things about it. No good, very bad day. Oh, my God. I can't believe we completely forgot to address the Washington football team in the last episode. But we can just – we can quickly go over that. And I, I think – I don't think there's another word that we would have to say other than embarrassing. I saw LeBron make a tweet about the Washington football team, excuse me, and it said the top executives in, in that organization, you guys had an, had an hour to, to sit there for a meeting and that's all you could come up with is the Washington football team. So, I mean, I, I just really don't understand that situation. See, Steve, this is my only problem. And LeBron James is a gigantic hypocrite. You can't yell for them, change the name, change the name, change the name, change the name, offer zero suggestion. Then when you push them to the brink right before the season and they don't have an idea, 
and they have to do complete rebranding, it's like, what did you expect? Like you could have just not hopped them and said, okay, this is the last year of an offensive team name and we're going to change it next season and they're going to change it. But everyone just hopped them and hopped them about it, about how bad it was. And look at it. It's even worse now. The worst team in the NFL has now the worst name in the NFL. Congratulations, everybody. You played yourself. And we were talking about the Redskins as a bad franchise when we figured out the whole Trent Williams scenario. And now just look at this. And then there was the front office um, headline in the news about what was it, a sexual offense in the front office going on there. So so they're, they're just a mess altogether. Them and the Jets, they really got to figure it out. But guys, if you haven't yet, go to our social media pages, our Facebook and our Instagram to go check out our t-shirts and our crewnecks. If you can be so kindly to make a donation for us to give you guys those t-shirts for free, and we'll tell you how you guys can get those at a later time, then please make a donation. Leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to become a member on sensesandbox.net. We out, guys.